This episode is brought to you by Bloat Games. Hi, folks. Old Man Grognard here. If you're looking for games that combine the classic RPG feel with the light, concise rule set of today's indie games in a variety of genres, you gotta check out Bloat Games. Their Survive This Rules take a cue from the old-school games of yore and combine them with a stripped-down but easy-to-understand mechanic that plays fast and fun, giving you an exciting, thrilling game session every time. Whether it's fighting off zombies, swinging a great axe and slinging spells in dark, dangerous, creature-filled forests, riding your 10-speed bike through monster-infested suburbs, or keeping the city streets safe from super-powered menaces, the Survive This System is the one that'll keep your players coming back to the table. Check out the these great RPGs, in addition to card games and other fantastic things they offer, at blokegames.squarespace.com or at drivethroughrpg.com. Bloke Games. The worlds are fiction, but the fun is real. Abed and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya folks, Old Man Grognart here. Hope you're all doing well, as am I. More snow, more snow. Guess that's the way it's going to be in this wintertime, if you're listening in the wintertime. If you're listening in the summer, well, I envy you. <laughs> well, we'll get a summer, I'm sure. Had a good game last night. Had a, a real good game with not really any combat. Seems to be uh, the norm lately, but... It's just one of those. It's one of those adventures where it's half investigation and half combat, and we just haven't got to the combat part yet. You should really sprinkle it if you're going to do that, but that's neither here nor there. I'm hoping you're getting all the gaming you can. I I'm not, although I'm on the verge of starting something roll twenty. If people can tolerate me learning roll twenty while we're doing it. Because, uh, I don't know, anyway, I got to get the assets together and things like that. But anyway, I want to talk about something, like I said, we've had our like second or third session, second session, where it really hasn't been much combat. It, it, and it ended in a really nice chase, where one guy basically had, what, we have a shifter in our party, and it's an Eberron game. We have a shifter in our party who was basically impersonating a guy that said, can you, like, the cops are watching me. Can you get them off my tail? So he basically led them on a merry chase on his flying broom. And it was it was very entertaining. We, I don't, uh, we didn't come up. The half of us didn't come in until the end, like me. We did our investigation. We basically split off into two groups. There's, like, six of us so three went one way three went the other so they'd done with ours which really didn't find anything but this guy who stayed behind in the shop and he did that and it was it was very fun it was a lot of fun i wish i could describe it a little better but it had to do with our shifter and uh glamour weave cloak glamour weave suit actually and We've got our, uh, we got our, we got our clues and things like that. In fact, the, the GM said next time we're going to have more, more fighting, more, more combat, more encounters. And I said, good, we're about due. Because I'm not saying that that no encounter scenarios are are not fun, but they can get old. But you know, you can have them. I mean, it's nothing wrong with having a no combat scenario once in a while. If you do it right. Now, 
here's the thing. It's mo- it's all pretty much all role playing and investigation. See, if the investigation wasn't there, I think it would be more it would be duller. Just talking to other people is kind of dull. So we got to investigate the theater and all that other stuff. Remember, I kind of alluded this to this a few episodes ago about how roles should be used in game where it's a substitute it's not a substitute but i mean it's an enhancement to people taking initiative people taking initiative to do stuff i go check this out i go look at that i go talk to this guy and it's therefore they're therefore you know it enhances it i mean you you say you do this you get that result roll this see if you get anything better now to me, I don't like role-playing, R-O-L-L, role-playing. But at the same time, I think that the right roles at the right times can really, can really enhance it. It should never, it should, role-playing should never take a back seat to this. But do it done right, a non-combat session, role-playing session could be done really well. You just got to remember let the player you put the you put the situation in front of the players and this this is what you understand the difference between a railroad and stuff you put the situation under the in front of the players and then you let them do what they're going to do this is the situation what are you guys going to do about it and if they have totally no if they have compl- no cool clue at all you know you just then you can start maybe suggest one or two things. I would. I'm not going to sit there and let them flounder because then the game stops. And I don't want that. Nobody wants that. So you have to kind of prod them sometimes. And in a in a all-role-playing scenario, that's where the roles come in. That's where some... You, if I don't feel bad prodding characters or players, but I'm not going to say you should do this. Or you should do that. And I I would do something like, well, do you ever think about this? You ever think about that? Maybe you could do that. Who knows? You know? You know, I'll give them an inspiration role, I'll give them an investigation role, I'll give them whatever role. And then we will deal with how well they did the role and what they gleaned from it. And what I like to do is if they make a role to enhance to encourage role playing as in R-O-L-E playing, role-playing, I like to do things like, okay, uh, you look under the bed and make an investigation. For, what are you looking for? I'm looking for X. Make an investigation roll. And they roll it. They just make it. It says, well, you find some dust in a, in a, a bedpan. <laughs> okay, fine. If they made it by a significant amount, it would be like, hmm, you found a bedpan. And some people would like say, well, I want to look in the bedpan, see if there's anything in there. There may be. And I may put something in there, a clue or something. If I put a clue in there, I'm just going to, here, you found a scrap, you found a scrap of paper in there that has a series of numbers on it. And what could that, you know, then they understand, I don't know, what kind of deed, could I make another roll? Well, Okay. All right, you made it. It looks kind of like, kind of like a series of numbers for a safe. Hmm. And if I've given them clues earlier about certain things, 
I leave them to put two and two together. At the, you know, it, this is like, like I said, the, then they get the clues like I put in a glass case in, in case of emergency break, in case, in case of game stoppage, break glass. And those are only come out in dire emergencies. Why don't you look, why don't you go talk to X who's a safe cracker or something like that? You know, I want them, if they're going to, if I'm going to give them information, I'm going to give them information, but I want them to work at it. And the whole thing is, is I want them to drag it out of me. I want them to drag it out of me. If they have to, absolutely have to. If they come to their own conclusions, fine. Go. Do it. It may be the right one. It may be something better than I came up with, so I'll just follow them and see what happens. But I don't want, I want my input to be, I want the GM's, this is what I think, the GM's input should be the last resort. If the game is in danger of stopping, that is a last resort right there. Even doing a metagame like going out of game saying, okay, this is this. That is a last resort. And I'm going to start wondering about my players at that point. But it keeps the game going. So you use the roles to get more information. Same thing with talking to an NPC. An NPC, it's going to be, okay, he tells you this. And do you have any more questions? Yes. Why would this do this, do you think? And then I would make him have an investigation role, or I'd do a reaction role for the NPC. And assuming they're cooperating, or even if they're not cooperating, say they're in a, in a, like a grilling situation where they got the light on them, say, okay, Rocky, we found this as a seed. What do you know about it? That kind of thing. But you know where I'm going with this. The roles are subservient to the role playing. Roles, role playing before roles. Let me put it that way. All right. So that's one, that's kind of how a non role playing session, a non encounter session can go. So I'll leave you with that little nugget, and I'm going to go start my day. So if you guys want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognar at gmail.com, or you can drop a voicemail on Anchor. We're monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program, and I would thank you. Thanks again to Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, Juan Carlos, Daniel, Dan, Benjamin, Jason, John Allen, and Michael. Thank you, guys. And you know what? I'd also like to tell you to listen to, which I kind of forgot, Dan Gregg's Young Y-U-N-G, Young Grognard podcast, Mark C. Wallring's The Yawning Owlbear podcast, Big John Allen Large's The Red Dice Diaries, and my friend Eric Tankar's Tavern Chat. So until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Thank you.